Explosions, fireballs, bursts of smoke, and showering debris are some of the most visually dynamic practical effects in movies to this day. But it's a much smaller explosive coupled with a bag of blood like goo attached precariously to the actors themselves that change the way we see action in movies. More specifically, action with guns. Join us as we explore the impact of squibs on this episode of Cinovations. Talking movies every week. Talking movies every week. Cinovation. 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 Hosted by Jeff and Corey. Imagine you're in a dark theater. On the large screen in front of you, flickering in silver tones, is the climax of a thrilling film noir. Our hero, a once down on his luck PI, has just solved the case and is rushing to his client to warn her of the culprit's identity and that she's in grave danger. The film score swells as the suspense pulls you to the edge of your chair. It seems that our hero won't make it in time as we spot the villain emerge from the shadows, ready to take his next victim. His eyes widen with an evil glee. All hope is lost, but then the hero barrels in just as the violins screech their final note and blam! Stark silence as the audience holds their collective breath. The villain drops his weapon and aggressively grabs at his chest. He flails and twists wildly, then flops to the floor without so much as a mark. Come on, really? No gunshot wound? No blood? This is bullshit! This cheesy depiction of being on the receiving end of a bullet was par for the course in cinema up through the 1950s. That is, until an ambitious assistant director decided to strap a stick of dynamite to an actor all in the name of cinematic art. Film and the squib would go on to change how we see violence on the screen. No longer a clumsy dance to meet your maker, violence would seem visceral, realistic, and most importantly, it would increase the drama of the scene. Even if you've never heard the term squib, you've likely seen thousands of them used in film and TV as a practical effect that is used to simulate the moment a bullet impacts a surface. In simple terms, a squib is a small tube filled with explosive material with a fuse running through its core. Sort of. Dynamite! Um, guys, we we don't have rights for songs. Um, so can we can we not get our whole company sued? So it's like dynamite, Jeff. Yes, but much smaller and way less powerful. Think of it like half of a firecracker. In movies, their small size made them ideal to hide in the plaster of walls, bury them under sand, tuck them into wood beams, and even tape them to actors' balls. (laughs) (laughs) Just right on the sack. Right on the taint. Yeah. You know know, Brando is so like, I need a a squib on my taint.
Otherwise, the the scene is not going to feel real. You know, Dan, Daniel Day Lewis is method acting with squibs on his balls. Wait, 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 just just redo. Take it from tape them to actors, and even tape them to actors when they are detonated in sync with the firing of a prop gun. The effects of bullets whizzing through the air toward their target is quite convincing. Squibs were used to recreate the gruesome assassination of Warren Beatty and Mia Farrow's titular characters in Bonnie and Clyde. They also helped create the blood sprayed effects of a barrel machine gun on fighters in a small Mexican village in the slow motion final shootout of Sam Peckinpah's game changing Western, The Wild Bunch. The murderous tollbooth ambush of James Caan's Sonny Corleone in The Godfather wouldn't have been so show stopping without the use of over 400 squibs, 149 of which were attached directly to James Caan setting a record at the time. The use of squibs can also help define a filmmaker's style, like that of Quentin Tarantino. Squibs, however, are not an invention born from the film industry. The innovation for film is putting a blood squib on an actor. The squib itself, though, has been around as long as humans have been trying to blow shit up. Early squibs were made from rolled up parchment paper, or sometimes even the shafts of feathers. These feathers were filled with black powder and sealed with wax. The first documented reference of squibs was in an English court case from 1773 involving a dangerous game of hot potato and an exploding eye. Practical real-world uses for squibs range from coal mining to the inflation of automobile airbags to even ejection seats in military aircraft. Wait. So squibs killed Goose? Um, I mean, massive head trauma and likely a broken neck from slamming against a cockpit canopy killed Goose, but... But squibs were involved. Hmm. Can we seriously just get back to squibs? Uh, I've got a union break coming up. The first use of a squib to simulate a bullet hit on an on-screen character in film was captured in 1955's Polish-made war film Pokalani. 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 Poke your mama. Poker in the front. Poker in the back. Pokalani. Nailed it. I fucking hate you. Also known by its English title, A Generation. This film depicts a group of Polish youth who follow a train track until they find a dead child. Nope, nope, then... mm-mm, mm-mm. nope, that's a different movie. No? Keeper Sutherland? Different... No? Uh, uh, not in this film. Adaptation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but Will Wheaton? Not... No Will Wheaton in this one? No. No. Fuck. All right. Pretty sure Corey Feldman was in this, though. Okay. What about Keeper Sutherland? No. But his earrings were. No punching of the mailboxes? Oh, there's there's punching of mailboxes in here. Okay. It was the directorial debut of... I, I can't, I'm not even going to pretend to fucking know how to say this. No, you, name. you got this, man. Andrzej Wajda. Andrzej Wajda. Andrzej Wajda. Andrzej Wajda. Andrzej Wajda. Close enough. How about we just call him Andy Wad? It was the directorial debut of Andy Wad, 
and it would set the tone for his anti-war-themed Three War Films trilogy. Now, for anybody that's counting, that's one war film more than Clint Eastwood. Does, does Clint Eastwood only have two war film trilogy? Yes. Remember he did the one that was Flags of Our Fathers, and then he did letter, the letter Letters from Iwo, from Jima. Iwo Jima. yeah. That's only two, okay? It's a, this it's a Andy two-film trilogy. Andy Wad did three-film trilogy. Yeah, All right, this which, guy had it made. He has one more film than Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he has a three-war films trilogy. Andy Wad, you're saying, is better than Clint Eastwood. Uh, in not 19- only... In the 1950s, yes. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Director Andrzej Wajda wanted his film to convey the gruesome realism of war that he witnessed in his youth during World War II. The images of an ordinary man thrust into extraordinary circumstances who then faces the real damaging effects of the instruments of war needed to be authentic and aid in the drama of the scene. To accomplish the effect, assistant director Kajmira's Kunz fixed a condom filled with stage blood and a small stick of dynamite to the forearm of actor Tazez Zankar. Close enough. Move on. The squib was hidden under the sleeve of Jan Janskar. Jan <laughs> Janskar. The film was hidden under the sleeve of Janskar's overcoat. If you look closely to the sleeve just before the squib detonates, you can see a dark spot that wasn't visible in the previous shots. This is likely the fabric burning from the lit fuse. The resulting on-screen effect created the first instance of a cinematic blood squib. The balls of that actor, man. To have an AD come up to you and be like, uh, I got this stick of dynamite. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> right? And also to be saying, hey, we're going to do this so that we can show blood on a black and white film. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and be like, okay, so, so we want you to look like, like you just got shot in the arm and your arm has exploded out through your, through your coat. So what we're going to do is we're going to explode your arm through your coat. <laughs> <laughs> Tamed by today's standards, the impact of Kutz's realistic-looking bullet hit served as a stark contrast to the glossy and melodramatic style of Hollywood's depiction of gun violence at the time and its powerful effect during the climax of the scene in which a wounded, trapped insurgent decides he'd rather leap to his death than be shot by Germans. Two years later, in 1957, director Sam Fuller added blood squibs to his western, Run of the Arrow, and firmly cemented the new special effect as a visual standard for Hollywood movies. The film stars a regrettable Charles Bronson in red face. Bronson would go on to be no stranger to films with squibs during the tenure under the Death Wish movie franchise. Run of the Arrow's dark look at post-Civil War Native American relations would serve as predecessor to films like Dances with Wolves, another movie that utilized a fair amount of blood squibs. Today, film industry special effects teams used compressed air, electronic detonators, and even soft paintball-like blood bullet to provide safer, practical bullet impact effects than their explosive predecessors. The term squib has become a sort of universal name for the various devices used. But it was that first improvised stick of dynamite and a condom. I still can't believe it was a fucking stick of dynamite. <laughs> the guy, oh, that is, that's in, it's insane to like walk up to an actor and be like, uh, I got this stick of dynamite. I'm going to cut it in half. It'll be cool. Uh, and we're going to blow your arm off. Is that, is that cool? Uh, don't worry. I'll put a condom in front of it. 
But it was that first improvised stick of dynamite and a condom full of fake blood stuck to the arm of a trusting actor that blew us into the new era of on-screen bloodshed. Kazimierz Kutz would go on to become a celebrated Polish film director in his own right. But his creative solution for simulating one of the horrors of war altered the course of cinema and the dramatic impact of special effects in film forever. And for that, we salute your... Cinovation! <laughs> Thank you for listening, Switches. That was the first of three of our October Halloween episodes. That was Switch the Envelope Presents Blood Packets. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Switch the Envelope and Twitter at Switch Envelope. Join us next week when we present the top 20 scariest movie locations of all time. See you later, Switches. The following has been a Riff Laugh production.